Hi, everyone. This is Willie Crawford, and you're tuned in to the Business of Internet Marketing. My co-host, uh, Hattie Folivi, couldn't join us today, so I'm flying solo. But since uh, Hattie's from the U.K., to keep this international and have that international flair, today's guest is from the U.K., too. A little about today's guest, whom I've known uh, what seems like forever, highly regarded on the world speaker circuit, Wallach Bullock has graced Forbes and number 10 Downing Street with her presence. In a nutshell, she's a hugely connected and highly influential serial entrepreneur, the embodiment of digital intelligence. Listed in Forbes as one of the top 20 women social media power influencers, and likewise as one of the top social media power influencers, she is one of the most dynamic personalities in the social media market and was crowned the social influencer of Europe by Oracle, listed as the number one digital marketing influencer in the UK by career experts. She's also a recipient for a Global Woman Champions Award by Global Connections for Women Education, uh, the, the abbreviation there is GC4W, for her outstanding contribution and leadership in business. After launching her first business, within three years of becoming a mother, her financial success was recognized by being a finalist at the Best Mumpreneur of the Year Awards, presented at 10 Downing Street. Following a, a resultant offer and wishing to spend more time with her daughter, she sold her first business to focus on social media, developing a multimedia, multi-site blog, and online marketing portfolio that generated in excess of 600,000 visitors per month. Lily is, consult- is consulted by journalists and regularly quoted in newspapers, business publications, and marketing magazines, including Forbes, The Telegraph, Wired, Prima Magazine, The Sunday Times, The Guardian, Social Media Today, and BBC Radio. What's more, her books have uh, achieved number one on Amazon for sales and marketing and small business entrepreneurship. When Lilac isn't working, she's enjoyed spending time with her family and is an avid fan of Zumba. Lilac, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to join us today. Thank you. It's fantastic to be here. So thank you very much. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. And I think our listeners will get a lot out of uh, learning, you know, uh, just about you in general, but how you approach business and grow your business and all of those types of things. So uh, this will be a fairly enjoyable show for our listeners. Uh, why don't we begin by you telling us when you uh, got started in your business? Oh, gosh. So I've been running businesses now for quite a long time. Um I started when my daughter was uh, young, so back in 2004, and I sold my first business in 2009. Um, and, yeah, I've just been online for a very long time. I've had a few businesses in between, um, and I've been running my own online stuff now for two years, just solo on my own. So, yeah, it's uh, been going very well. It's been a roller coaster journey, which I think all businesses are. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's been going really well. Excellent. And, uh, you know, most people have a, they dream about us living the laptop lifestyle and they sort of envision what what type of day we might have. What What is your, your average day like? Oh, gosh. Um, well, <laughs> it's interesting you say the uh, lap, laptop lifestyle. So an average day for me, um, so I work from home. I work with clients all over the world and I do a lot of things virtually. So I 
leverage all the virtual tools from Zoom and Skype, and you know I'm constantly on them, liaising with clients and what have you. So a typical day for me is um, I have a few staff. So in the morning, I go through and I manage the workload and who's doing what, etc., making sure that all the clients are happy. And then it's a case of managing emails, requesting business development, my social media. Um, and that's kind of an average day for me. Um, if I'm going out and about, it tends to be speaking. So I do a lot of public speaking as well and I'm traveling around. But um, it sounds much more exotic than it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I guess a typical day is just managing all the clients and also business development. Um, yeah. And, and you mentioned uh, staff, so I assume that you take the – uh, things that you don't have to do personally and you, you outsource those? Yeah, so I have uh, two full-time people who work for me and then I have other freelancers as well. So it's just Excellent. a very small team, but it works. And I'm I'm obviously wanting to scale it as well. Yes. What, what do you find most fulfilling about your business? Well, the reason why I set up my business in the first place was to spend more time with my daughter because um, she was very young at the time. And I, before I had her as a training manager in London, and my clients back then were people like Gordon Ramsay, who I think is quite big in America as well, and Jamie Oliver. And um, they wouldn't let me go back part-time at the time. So I thought, well, you know, I'll work from home. And it's taken me a long time. I think it's only been the last two years that I finally got that work-life balance so much so that my daughter's now home educated as well. Um, so I think for me, it's, you know, the freedom, you know, and I think people talk about the financial side, but for me, it's that freedom. And I think the financial success comes with that, um, you know, being able to work when and where I want and having, taking time out when I want and doing things and, picking and choosing which clients I want to work for. And just to have that choice and the flexibility for me is what it's all about. And, and I feel the, the same way. I've noticed that uh, I let my work schedule drive my personal life too much lately. And uh, I even noticed that that's impacted my health as I, I'm approaching, well, I'll turn 59 shortly. And uh, I, I think now, uh, that I want to enjoy life more. So uh, like you, I, I prioritize. What do I really want to do? Who do I really want to work with? Uh, mm-hmm. What do I want to be when I grow up, sort of? Uh, and what do I enjoy yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because I, I insist upon enjoying myself. You know, if it feels like work, uh, I wonder if I want to do it or if I should have someone else doing it for me, which is um, always an option. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. And I think... The reason why people like us are entrepreneurs is because we don't like working with certain people or being told what to do. And I I find it baffling that people set up a business and then they end up doing exactly what they were doing before, resenting it, hating it, hating the people they work with, etc. You kind of may as well get a job if you're going to go down that route. So uh, (laughs) that's my two cents anyway. Yes, I I agree with you 100%. our jobs are not without challenges, though. So what, what is it uh, that you find the most challenging? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think managing everything, 
having multiple, being able to multiple task. My email alone is a full-time job and that can become quite unmanageable. I think the most challenging thing for me is I wish I could have more time, you know. I think we all want more time, don't we? So I'm constantly yeah. striving to be more effective with my time and planning and having different lists and leveraging different tools and hiring the right people so that I can have and maximize my time. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's the most challenging when things don't go the way you want. So as much as I love technology, when it doesn't work or it's slow, it can have such a big impact on the day. Um, I, I, I think, you know, running a business is challenging. And I think as a woman, especially, and apologies to all the women out there, you know, if you're not emotional like me, but as a business coach and mentor, you know, I do find that us women can get more emotional about certain things than men. Um, it sounds rather sexist, but I think that's one of the challenges that I personally have is coping with my emotions when things don't go my way and just treating things as business. You know, if somebody doesn't want to buy from you, it's not personal. If, you know, if a deadline isn't met, dealing with that, the anything with all staff and just everything. It's always busy, 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 busy. And that can be quite overwhelming at times. Yes, and, and I don't see anything at all sexist about that. We, I, I came from a bio, biology background for, for a lot of my um, formal education, and so we are very different chemically, you know, just the different <laughs> hormones and things make us react differently to situations. And then our life experiences, I spent 20 years as a soldier, so I learned to detach and compartmentalize many things to the extent that now um, – Almost nothing upsets me. I take almost nothing personally. Uh, oh, and, wow. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. wish I could be more like that. <laughs> yeah, I watch people on social media who get into fights and, and get, get all bit out of shape about little things. And I, mm. I'm protective of my, my environment, though. So if I have someone that's too negative in my world, especially on social media, I, you know, I unfriend them or whatever, block them. Yeah, no, um, I, I'm the same, and I, I avoid all negativity. I don't get involved in debates online and things like that, and I'm very um, commercially driven with my time. It's very easy to get lost on social media, and I think it's about getting the balance right between being seen and engaging and actually just time-wasting, and I think that's a mistake that many, many business owners are guilty of. Um, I, I agree. and that's something I'm quite ruthless with is my time. I, I do that too, but it doesn't seem that way because in my world, um, people prefer communicating with you via, uh, social media, you know, Facebook messenger or whatever over email for some reason. Uh, and so, oh, that's um, interesting. yes, I, I mean, and not only that, I get a quicker response on social media. I, I don't know why that is either, but uh, so I, I appear to be on Facebook uh, chit-chatting, but I'm, you know, sending dozens of private messages behind the scene as I post cute pictures of kittens at the same time, uh, <laughs> but, you know, and, and we both work with clients. Uh, some are more difficult than others. What kind of client do you really like, clients do you really like working with? 
Oh, that's a really good question. Because I offer a variety of different services, so uh, in different sizes as well. So I create a lot of content creation for clients, and they tend to be more bigger enterprise corporate companies. Um, so it's a completely different relationship that I have with them as opposed to, um, you know, if I'm working with an SME or an entrepreneur on a sort of business coaching mentorship thing. And I think, um, so I think for this conversation, it's probably easier to relate more to the smaller businesses because it's so different, the enterprise. And I think for me, when I'm coaching and mentoring people, you know, people come to me and and I think generally people want change in their life, you know, in their business, they want their business to grow, they want it to transform, et cetera. And I think the biggest challenge that I have is, is working with people who are prepared to make that change. They want the outcome, but they don't necessarily want the journey to to do it. And I I understand, I relate to that. I want to lose weight, but I don't want to have to go on a diet in order to get the outcome. And um, I like to work with people who relish the challenge, who are action takers, who implement, who don't moan, and who, who just get on with it who realize that there have to be big changes if they want big results and and they follow my strategies and my advice and then get on with it, basically. Work with a lot of people who, uh, first of all, many of them don't have a lot of, they don't think they have a lot of money to pay me what I want to be paid. I have a certain value I place on my time. But then a lot of them also want you to sort of make decisions for them and drag them along force them to do things mm. that they are unwilling to do on their own, you know? Uh, and, and so, yeah, no, it's interesting about the money thing as well. I think I've got to the stage, and I think perhaps this is A, getting older, and B, just being around longer online and just being in business longer. I just, if they can't afford me or, or don't see the value, then, you know, we're not a good fit. And um, that's just something I've, accepted along the way I'm not prepared to you know I try and educate people to the value but some people they don't invest in themselves and they're just not the right fit they're not prepared to invest in themselves to make change they're never going to be successful those people yes and it's not being harsh uh, because if you you were to start a if you wanted to start a business, a brick and mortar business as an entrepreneur, there are certain costs involved, investments involved, and online it's the same way. So people should be prepared to make those investments. And if you aren't willing to or don't think that you can, then you have to figure out a way that you can. And often it's just reprioritizing things and spending the money you do have coming in differently instead of allocating it to partying and buying all kinds of gadgets and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I know people who have large screen televisions and spend, you know, all day, every day watching television, yet they complain about how little money they have. And it's like, well, <laughs> disconnect from that television, you know. It is so true. There's nothing worse. I remember saying someone said, oh, they couldn't afford it, and then they book a holiday. And it's kind of like, look, we all choose our priorities. And unfortunately, if you're in the space, if you're in the space of entertainment, it's the easiest sell because people much prefer to buy things that make them feel good. Um, yeah. And that's the easiest sell. Whereas if you're in a business, which is 
investing in yourself or business or learning or educating, it's much harder to close or sell to people. Um, but, you know, like you, I've been in business for a very long time. And, you know, you see the people who start out, they don't grow, they don't evolve, they don't scale. They have the same problems two, three years later. And it's, it's simply because they've not invested in themselves or got the right support or paid for the right mentorship. So, hmm. yeah, Yes. And, and uh, in the course of your, your, your coaching, your mentoring, looking primarily not at the uh, enterprise level of client, but uh, more at, at the individual entrepreneur, are there questions mm-hmm. that you get asked over and over again? Oh, yeah, repeatedly. I mean, a lot of it is especially is also on mindset and confidence. Um, funnily enough, the questions which you'd think you'd get asked more, you don't. So things like closing, being able to close a sale. And I think part of the problem that people aren't asking these questions is because they're not having enough in their pipeline to close. They're so small that, you know, they're not closing enough. But yeah, no, I mean, it, common questions, how do you drive more traffic? How do you generate more leads? How do you convert your websites? How do you make more money? How do you, how do you make money without having to work much? You know, that's a common <laughs> well, yeah. um, you know, how do you make a passive income? People feeling overwhelmed, not sure where to start. Skepticism as well. They don't think it works. I mean, we as individuals think that we're all unique. And we are unique in our own ways, but we all have very common challenges. And we all yeah. have the same goal, which is to make money. Um, and I think part of it is, especially with this whole investment, is that people don't treat their businesses as a business, as a commercial thing. They don't look at everything they do and put a price to it. You know, sometimes it's a hobby or something they're passionate about and and they feel uncomfortable charging people. People don't like to talk money as well, particularly in England. America, you're much more um, liberated (laughs) around money than English people. Even so, people don't like to discuss money. You know, they they get uncomfortable around it. And... um, I think it restricts a lot of people from growing as a business. Now, now I, I've noticed that you've recently set up uh, Online Sales Lab, which is a, a membership site, and uh, that site caters seems to cater more to the entrepreneur who has all those questions you just mentioned, like how do I get more traffic and um, migrate my business to online, and how do I build a list or generate leads, and all those types of questions. Uh, Why did did you decide to set up this site, uh, the online sales lab? So, yeah, um, basically um, what happened was I've been wanting to do this for years, um, but things just kept getting in the way, and I just decided now was the time. I have quite – through my profile, I get a lot of questions from people, and people who ultimately want to pick my brain, and, and it, it, you know, it's everyday, daily questions, and throughout social media, and also on email. And the reality is, is that most of these people couldn't afford to work with me normally. And I just thought it'd be really nice to have a platform where I could help people for a small fee, so that they can grow and give them an opportunity, give them a chance, you know. Um, and I think that's primarily why I wanted to do it. I love training. My background is training from before my daughter as well. And um, 
it's something I'm really passionate about helping people and I get a lot out of it and I try and give a lot back as well and so it's a kind of a win-win solution yeah excellent excellent yeah because we do have to uh, to um meter our, our time and our, our availability and yet like you I find myself wanting to make myself uh want, wanting to allow anyone who needs my help to be able to to get it but I can't afford like you to spend hours and hours and hours answering emails or personal mess, private messages on Facebook and all those things uh so it, it I've thought of the same thing of you know just getting everybody on the, on the same platform perhaps, and letting them even help each other out. Uh, that, you know, takes some of the workload off of me. Uh, so I, I like what you're doing there. Uh, so who is this, who would you say this is aimed at? I think this is aimed at anybody who wants to be successful online. So they could already be in business, um, but and they're trying to scale their business or they could have an offline business and they're trying to take it online. It's also for those starting up or who have been thinking about it or playing with it for a little bit of time. Um, you know, so any type of service could benefit from it. It's really for anyone who wants to make money from online marketing. I focus very heavily on online. And the different things that I cover is everything from the whole mindset side productivity to different tools to um, social media to building a list driving traffic um, as well as sales you know because I think social media marketing is all about marketing and and you know and brand awareness but there's very little that's about sales and I think there's no point in marketing yourself if you can't close at the end of the day so it's really it covers quite a wide spectrum of people um but it's yeah so i'm not sure if that answers your question <laughs> it does it does yet um in selling you know we're, we're trained to not necessarily uh emphasize the features but the the benefits you know because that's what people want mm-hmm. to know is how is this going to help me personally mm-hmm. help me uh, so what do you see as being the biggest benefit for someone who wants to join uh online sales lab so i think the biggest benefit is that they get to work with me so for example last night we had our first call and we had a hot seat um, and these are something that you know normally would cost a considerable amount of money whereby people on call they get a one-to-one whereby they share <clears throat> one challenge that they want to focus on and we really go deep into it and come up with solutions for them so I think you know, the live calls, the support where I try and give as much one-to-one on them is, is where they're really getting a lot of value from as well as, you know, my knowledge and my experience. Within the lab, there's lots of templates and checklists and swipe files and really useful material. So the idea is that, you know, you learn from my mistakes and <laughs> what I've been taught all these years. It's, it, ultimately, it's for people who are looking to make money online grow their business build their awareness um in a very cost effective way i also see uh, one of the benefits being accountability because uh, so many people that i've worked with they they get an idea in their heads 
and they just want to run with it uh, without bouncing it off someone else, without, you know, asking, is this a good mm-hmm. idea? And often you've, you or I have seen someone try that before and seen it not work. And so, you know, there's other people in, in, in your sphere who could say, well, let's rethink that. You know, what makes you think that people want to buy that product or service? And, you know, so you, I'm sure you teach a little about, you know, researching your market, you know, confirming that there's uh, people oh, yeah. who want to buy what you have to offer. Yeah, so competitive research and researching and surveying and finding out as much information, you know, the personas and yeah, and accountability and mindset and all of that is something really, really important um, because I think, and you know, one of the things that I'm trying to work on at the moment within the group is to get people to change their daily habits because I think that's a huge part of it, what we achieve each day. It's so easy to for the day to end and we've not done what we wanted or what we set out to do and focusing on the wrong things. We can get lost focusing on things that don't bring in money. So it's trying to get people to be very ROI driven. So little things like just doing one thing each day, which brings in money, you know, and yeah. and, and putting off, you know, we tend to procrastinate as humans and, and we put off what we don't want to do first. Like, for some reason, a lot of people don't like selling. You know, they worry they're going to upset people and hustling. And it's got a very negative, dirty connotation, selling and, and business and making money, in fact. Um, I don't know why. Um, and, and it's just getting around that and, and being proud of what we do and, and treating it as a, as a business, you know. Yeah, I, I see your solution to being very comfortable with, with selling as you know that you're delivering tremendous value into the lives of your, your clients and customers. And so what, I, what we both see, I'm certain you see it, is a lot of people who come online when they first start out, they believe they have to fake it until they make it. And so they are not coming from a position of authenticity. They're not... Uh, they have no experience. They they don't know what to sell, and so they they just jump in there and try to sell something that perhaps they outsourced. That they they have that even works or not. They just start together an information product or whatever, and they offer it to the world. And of course, you'd feel uncomfortable selling something that you didn't even know if it worked. Uh, that that's part of mm-hmm. why I'm honored to to uh, you know present you to the world, help to present you to the world. You're already out there, <laughs> but you. not necessarily in my tiny corner of the universe and uh, mm-hmm. because you're, you're genuine, you're, you have a lot of genuine experience that people can benefit from. And so when you know, like you do, that people can honestly benefit from it, I think it's very easy to, to sell at that point. I think so. And I think that's one of the things, you know, when you speak with people and they just don't know what to do and it's kind of like, well, What's, what problems you solve for people? You know, don't reinvent the wheel. Keep things simple. People overcomplicate things, and business should never be complicated. It should be as simple as possible. And the more complicated, the harder it is to get results. So, and I think, you know, I'm a great believer in practicing what you preach as well. Um, and that's something that I try and do myself and also educate others to do as well. Yes. So, so you know, looking at your your projects, what are you most excited about in the next twelve months or so? Oh, 
gosh, um, lots of different things. Obviously, the online sales lab, I'm very excited about that. I'm also creating some done-for-you programs as well because as part of my business coaching, a lot of things on the back of it come out where people say, well, it's great that you're, we're discussing creating a program, but, you know, I don't have the skill set. I don't know. I can't write the copy and, you know, and I don't know where to start and all the tech and, you know, and it, it, they become overwhelmed and it puts them off. So I've created and creating done for you programs whereby we build the whole thing for them, including the email funnel and, and all the tech and the programs and everything for them. So that's quite exciting. I'm also doing a lot more content as well. Client, something I love. I love content. Um, more business coaching and, and the online sales lab. I'm going to hopefully create some other products throughout the year as well. So I think this year it's all about productizing as much as possible and creating more income streams, for the, which is something, again, which I practice. You know. I, I practice that too. And, and as I look at aging slightly, but gracefully, I look at the <laughs> fact that I want to work less in future years. And so I'm putting things in place that, uh, will generate uh, residual income. You know, I like putting a product out there and then collecting a, a royalty, if you will, off of it for years mm-hmm. to come. That's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote my first uh, book, a uh, cookbook, back in 2000, and 18 years later, it still sells practically every day. I did the work once. I never even updated it, and it still sells. So that's, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's so cool. That's very yeah, clever. I can't believe you've not updated it in all these years. <laughs> and and you don't need to if if you you know do it correctly the first time. Although my my good friend Yannick Silver, one of the things he teaches is to release a new version of whatever every year. And a percentage of people who purchased previously will buy the, you know, if they bought the 2017 version, now they want the 2018 version. So you just rename it each time and update it slightly. He thought that's a way to build more back-end sales. You, you sort of serialize it, if you will. Um, yeah, I like that's that very too. common. Yeah. And but even with my cookbook. A lot cookbook, of celebrities do that as well, actually, don't they? Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. I, I was thinking I wrote a basic cookbook that's recipes come to the southern United States, I thought, well, no, I need a low-fat and a low-carb version and a version for diabetics and a version for people that are, have high blood pressure. <laughs> and so I could spend off a lot of different variants on, on one product. And I think that's sort of a neat way to approach things, too, uh, and have more products in your product line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure. Now, you know, we're talking about helping these entrepreneurs out and we see a lot of common problems. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice to someone starting out in business, what would it be? I think it would be to plan properly. You know, I liken it to the building the house. You can't build the house without the foundation. So I think well, it's really hard just to give one actually, but I think have a plan and focus on what the outcome you want is and stick to it and don't get distracted. That's quite a few. <laughs> Molded into one. I can't just give one. There's so many. Um, can I give another one, actually? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Go on, Les. Sorry, I'm being cheeky now. I think it's knowing your no, numbers. Of course. Yes. 
there's so many people that they don't know their numbers and you need to know your numbers on everything. So the amount of people I ask, okay, how much traffic have you got now? How much have you got in your bank? How many leads did you get today? How many sign-ups? How many sales did you make? How many, you know, what was your close? All these questions, people just don't know their numbers. And I think if you know your numbers, you're much more driven to increase those numbers every day. And it puts you in a... Um, so they can contact me via my website as well, which is www.lilachbullock.com. I'm also available on social media, on Twitter. Um, and my name is very unique, so you only need to put it into Google and I come up, which is quite cool. <laughs> yes. um, I'm very prolific on Twitter. Twitter is my number one favorite tool. Um, I use mainly Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Instagram. I don't bother on Pinterest anymore. And Instagram, I'm only on it a little bit. Facebook I use, but not as much as Twitter. I, I'm, I'm where I can get the biggest ROI. And okay, that, that makes sense. Twitter. I think um, just, you know, just try and surround yourself with the right people. I think, you know, it's... Um, it is a ride, and I think you have to learn to enjoy it and, you know, and, and do invest in yourself. You know, you cannot, and for marketers who say that you can, I strongly disagree. You cannot have a successful business without investing in, in it in some way and somehow. So, you know, if you want to be successful, you, you need to find the right people to help you because nobody does it on their own. Everybody started with somebody. Um, so, yeah, so that's my recommendation. And, and, and to enjoy it. You know, if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point? So why don't we go ahead and wrap this show up now? Wrap this and, uh, show up now. And, uh, I thank you again for joining. I thank you again for joining. Thank you.